Welcome, John Waring. Um, we're here to talk about the pitching, pitching process, the, the creative pitching process. Before we dive into that, um, hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your agency and what you do. Hi, Anders. Um, uh, so what was the question? A bit about me and the agency? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay, I'm John Waring and I'm the owner and founder of 360. And we're a digital agency and we specialise in travel and tourism. And we've been going, well, in fact, we celebrated our 21st anniversary in February, February the 1st, which is also my birthday. Um, uh, yeah, and we're based in Bristol. That's, those are crazy numbers. <laughs> those are good. I know. I longevity, know. longevity right there. Um, we're here to talk about the pitching process. So uh, you and I go back a while. We used, to, we used to pitch together and we used to have a pretty successful Pretty successful pitching record. 100%, um, I think. 100%, yeah. Uh, I used to think it was all down to me and my amazing pitching skills, but I think hindsight has taught me it was probably down to you, I think. 50-50, come on. <laughs> um, and we, were the, we were the kind of the technical partner, I guess, in the pitches. So we did all the, the nerdy ones and zeros, uh, mm. the web development, and you were the user experience and you did the creative and all that kind of stuff. Um mm. And I wanted to talk to you because, well, to understand, I think why why I think we were successful, uh, and hopefully what you know what our audience can 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 get from that process. Mm-hmm. And I think my opinion is, and all my 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 statement to you is, I think it was because of the way that you approached the pitch process uh, in really really understanding the needs of the needs of the audience, and you showed them some stuff, right? You you presented some some work to them that, that they could see and they could, you know, envision what their website's going to look like going forward. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, firstly, I think um, that's a part of it. I, I, I actually think that there, a large part of it was the chemistry that you and I had, you know, we mm. were very comfortable. We had clear um, distinction between what we were doing and we were just good at chatting to people. Um, so I think we put people at their ease and I think that was a big part of it. So, you know, I appreciate your, crediting me with more than perhaps um, I deserve. But that said, I think that um, uh, when when you're presenting creative, it's such a subjective thing. And what I've worked out over the years is that when you can provide clients with a a solid framework for how you go about it and a rationale for why you present creative the way you do, it's very reassuring for them because they don't just think, oh, it's just your opinion or do I like it? Don't I like it? You know, you're, you're basically saying, I've really thought this through and here's why I've made these decisions. Um, and that's why, you know, using frameworks like archetypes uh, and having a robust methodology that's mm-hmm. you know clearly broken down into stages, I think um, helps. So it, it sounds very dull, but actually having a solid process in the creative um, uh, um, uh, process actually it is very reassuring yeah the re- reassuring yes but the process doesn't win into pitch surely you know if i if i'm um if i'm a client and there's five agencies pitching to me and four agencies pitch and show me the process and one agency shows me something to look at you know something exciting that tickles my tickles my emotions and makes me feel good you know mm. um the, the the visual thing where wins five times out of five, doesn't it? Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Frustratingly, yeah. 
Why frustratingly? Go on. Well, obviously, because, you know, it's where we are, and, and this is old territory for, for people in our industry, but, you know, you're having to do the work before you're paid for it, you know, um, in the first instance. I mean, you know, and, and, and we, we joked before we started this that, you know, when, since when did we ever get to invite a plumber in to do some work and then decide whether we'd pay them or not? But um, I, I think also, more fundamentally, it undermines the process. You're saying, look, you know, we're solving problems and uh, a big part of that is understanding what's going on, the discovery process. So we can't present solutions until we understand what the issues are. Um, but that said, what I've learned, and, I, you know, I, I, again, we've talked about this, but the, my, my, my view on it is that you do have to present creative. Yeah. It's important and that you will win more work if you do, <clears throat> because they want to be reassured that you can do stuff they like. So we've all been stood in those pitches, you know, I've, I've done it with my agency, you know, and, and, and pitching with other kind of creative partners. And we get this kind of woolly brief through the door from, from the clients where we want a load of stuff from you, but we haven't got the time to really write a, um, write a brief for you. And it's really impossible to, you know, to pitch something, I think, that's, that resonates and that's effective when even the client hasn't thought through what they want um, very clearly. Mm. So we go into that pitch, you know, and we're adamant, you know, about what you've just said. You know, we, we need to think this through. We need to go through the discovery process. It would be remiss of us <laughs> to present you anything. You know, it would be a, a shot in the dark as to, where, as to whether this, <laughs> this hits or not. And we feel that this just, you know, there's more chance of us not hitting the mark than, than us hitting the mark. And, and, and we, can, we feel it's the right thing to do, isn't it? It's the right thing to say, you know, we need to do discovery first. But... I think like you say the reality is if you can't beat them join them well yeah partly i think um, again I, my view has changed on this i, I think that mm. the, I, the way i go about it is that i say look here's the process this is kind of how we go about it if you choose to work with us but that said if we were you know knowing what we know about you and it's not very much uh, and going through the bit of the process you know that we would do Here's an example. Here's the sort of things that we would be doing. Um, because in the end, I think that, that it's really about, look, you know, are you going to do stuff that I like the look of, that's yeah. going to make me feel good, that's going to represent the brand? You know, do I have faith in your creative ability? Which is crackers because, you know, you can look at anyone's portfolio and go, wow, these guys are great. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, there's just this um, uh, dissonance. I don't know if that's the word, but. Um, you know, they're not able to relate to that yeah. in their project and say these guys are capable. Yeah. They just need something that kind of goes, oh yeah, yeah, you've, you know, you've 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 got you've got what it takes. Yeah, yeah. I was reading about um, this bit of pseudoscience. You know, I think it's real science, but I'm uh, my knowledge of it is, is layman's knowledge <laughs> uh, around the, the amygdala. Right, so the amygdala in your brain is the is the bit of your brain that. that controls emotions you know it releases the hormones that makes you happy sad angry fearful scared you know yeah um, the primitive brain the print yeah and 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 if you have your those people who have had their amygdala damaged and it's not working anymore you know they lose emotion uh, obviously secondly they lose the ability to make any decision whatsoever no matter how menial or rational they can't decide what shoes to wear um what to have for breakfast what clothes to put on the the unable to take action on any menial decision you know and, and the point being that 
that every decision that we make, no matter how menial, mm. is is rooted in emotion, right? And I think it resonates here with this, right? Is is that it's really hard to get emotional, happy, uh, excited, you know, jubilant, joyful, um, mm. if we're responding purely to a load of rational information and process and that kind of thing on the screen. Yeah, do you know my favourite uh, copywriter, brand copywriter, John Simmons has a saying. The heart decides, yeah. the head merely confirms. Yeah, <laughs> very it's very true. true. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like when you think about, um, I, I often use the car analogy, you know, you've decided what car you want and what colour you want before you've made the rational decision for it. You know, you kind of retrofit the rationale. Yeah. And I think clients do the same with agencies. They kind of, you know, you walk in, they like the look of you, you have a chat. Um, they've probably already made the decision. They want to work with you. Yeah. Rest of the brain is going right. How do I retrofit the rationale? <laughs> of, like make this guy the person I want to work with. Yeah, girl, or, you know, it's, uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's not just retrofitting, is it? It's, it's complete man- manipulation of the of the facts and the world, our worldview <laughs> just to confirm confirmation bias, I guess, isn't confirmation it? bias. And you know, perception is projection. You know, you you, you already know what you want before it, you, you've seen it. Yeah, um, because you have all these prejudices. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's the other thing I think about pitching is that I've become so sanguine about it because I know full well how fickle it is. I yeah. could do the best work in the world, you know, pitch, knock it out of the park and still lose because you don't fit the predefined criteria that maybe somebody has. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, ha- I had a pitch recently. It, again, utterly convinced that, we, you know, I, I knew we were the right people. for the, there, did not, there is not a more perfect agency for that. Pitch. <laughs> And I'm not just saying that because it's funny. It's actually true, you know, because we're a specialist agency. And this was, if you wrote a brief designed for us, this was it. You know, the chemistry was great, you know, walked out of the meeting thinking, yeah, we got it. And they ended up going with someone else. And I looked at the portfolio and what this company had done. And they had no experience in the sector. Um, In fact, they weren't even really in the right area of digital but clearly they had a different agenda going on. Uh, yeah. So mm. and, and what what so what 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 was the difference? Why why didn't you win it and why did why did they win it? Well, the answer because of course you you ask a client, don't you, when you don't win something, particularly one where you're convinced that you're going to win it. Yeah. You ask them, you say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not being funny, but could you give me some constructive feedback why, you know, I, I was a bit surprised actually because, you know, I thought we were in good position and they said oh well it was torturous you you was you ran them such a close second and that's the other thing i hate coming second you know because it's like just tell me i wasn't anywhere near yeah. but, yeah. um they 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 said um they presented examples of exactly what the sort of thing we were looking for mm. and even though this agency had no you know experience in travel and tourism they were all tech it and stuff they had done something which they were able to kind of transpose and say, yeah, that's the kind of thing we're looking for. So I, I, I'm sort of like, I'm still struggling to get inside their head and figure out what was that thing, mm. given that they had no experience in the sector um, and uh, no brand expertise and, 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 and. It just felt very, very odd to me. Um, so as I say, you, you know, I, I'm sanguine about these things because I just think even when you think You've ticked all the right boxes. You've got on well. You've done great yeah. work. Um, there are just other things that you're out that are out of your control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 we've got to think. I think as, as as an agency, 
um, about our return on investment and the time that we're putting into to pitch. You know, it's um, the if we're going to spend a couple of days putting the proposal together, that's a big investment of, of time. You know, um, mm. would it be better? And we don't want to do that. If we do that five or six times, you know, that's 10 days, that's a couple of weeks lost at, at our day rate. It's a huge cost and we have the opportunity cost as well of, of mm. doing that and not doing other stuff, you know. If we're gonna win it, let's try Let's try and win it. Let's do everything. I think I, I read, I'm not sure if it's in uh, Win Without Pitching, but an analogy of one of the um, one of the big agencies, you know, big global agencies. And I think they win three clients a year and they pitch for three clients a year. And each client is worth 10 million quid and they spend the agency spends 2 million quid on the pitch mm -hmm. and they, they rent uh, a theater in the West end and they almost put on a, you know, a Cirque du Soleil type production <laughs> to win the client. But they're like, you know, we win hundred percent. The, the value of these projects is worthwhile going for. And if we're going to win it, let's do everything that we can to win it. Let's not leave a stone unturned or anything to chance, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with the sentiment, you know, if you're going to do it, do it do it yeah yeah don't don't sit on the fence and you know just casually sling your hat in the ring and say well go on then um, yeah I, I i think you need to be selective mm. you do have to choose you know because there are certain criteria that i always look for you know if somebody just sends an email which is clearly you know where your name's not wrong and there's a kind of <laughs> procurement type kind of uh, vibe to it you know it's like yeah no i'm not not really interested yeah if somebody's taken the time to call you or send an email to say look you know i'm interested in what you guys have done for x um maybe you know how can you help us if you're entering into a dialogue um then yeah it's probably worth doing and i, yeah. I, I also I, was, I think i've told you this before but unless i can speak to the chief exec i won't pitch Mm. because you know ultimately that the decision maker will be you know who, who is the decision maker um almost certainly not the person who's contacted you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Told, right find three agencies or you know yeah we have a we have a um uh, questionnaire that we give to some of our clients um on that basis because we have these these gut feelings don't we about whether um whether we should go for them or not and you know this questionnaire goes through have you got a relationship with the client already have they told you what the budget is are there more than three agencies pitching um have you been given the opportunity to feed into you know all, all these questions and you can score positive or negative based on based on these questions and the result of it is if it's if it's positive and a strong positive absolutely go for it you've got a really really high chance of winning but if it's negative and you know the more negative the number is you know the the stronger the signal is that you shouldn't go towards it. And when we use it with clients, actually 60 or 70% of the, of the, you know, the, the leads that we get through the door present a negative number. You know, there's so many of those signals, those criteria that, that are just missing, um, that are, you know, and, and like you're saying, let's be selective. And if this is a one in five or, you know, if it's, a, if it's five agencies pitching and it's one in five, you know, two or three of them are, are probably going to be presenting some creative and going hell for leather on it anyway. So it's not one in five, it's probably one in 12 <laughs> for you. So let's just go for the, go for the elephants. Let's go for the big ones. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, um, we, you know, we're, we're, we're invertebrate, uh, people pleasers agency, mm -hmm. you know, almost every time, you know, cause we're in a service industry, um, and we're presenting, 
whether it's creative technical work you want you want you want to be liked and yeah. so when somebody says you know we're interested in you the natural reaction is to go oh great you know yeah. fall over yourself to do work um and i think that's a bit of a mistake i think you have to treat it more like a poker hand yeah and just say okay what what cards am i holding what uh, who, who you know what are the what, who else is around the table you know um and 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 as you say ask those questions and be discerning yeah yeah, that makes a difference, and will certainly improve your win rate. Yeah, you mentioned at the start, uh, um, actually, about chemistry and how important that is. Between we had good chemistry, and we walked in, I think, and we made the people we were pitching to feel at, feel at ease. Um, mm. Why is why why is that important? You know, what does that do to the oh, client well, on the side of the table? People buy people, don't they? That's the, yeah. the, the the cliche, but it's true. I think you know, you walk in, you meet someone, you like them. You want to do business with them. I think so often the case that you retrofit your rationale for choosing somebody because you like them. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, and as, as that, that John Simmons quote, uh, uh, really the head, you know, the heart decides, the head merely confirms. So yeah. you just see someone, you kind of go, oh, I like them. I can get on with them. I can see myself working with them. Hmm. And so everything that goes on in the brain after that is how can I... Yeah. Uh, you know, justify almost justify yeah engineer yeah. everything i do whether it's the questions i ask or the situations i put you in you know to 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 make me feel like i've made the right decision yeah yeah and you know when i when i first started uh my agency i was terrible at that you know i i wanted to be the initially the master of my own destiny i didn't trust any of my team to pitch with me you know i wanted it to be all about me and didn't have a very good win rate and then I realized I came to the conclusion that uh, it wasn't all about me and that I needed the team there. But we had quite a junior team in, you know, in the, in the first uh, year or so. So I ended up taking some junior members of the team and not realizing actually that um, we need to practice, you know, we need to get comfortable who's saying what, who's not saying what. Do, do I feel that they're experienced enough to be stood in front of, you know, this, this team of finance directors or marketing directors and, and, be, and be pitching to them and actually, you know, pitching with somebody that's senior because I, I've also pitched with some bigger agencies as a, as a, as a partner, as, as, as part of their pitch team, you know, and they had the top level, 180 people agencies. They had the client services director, the, direct, the strategy director, the business development director, the MDs, an account manager, the chief designer and the head of UX and the CTO in a room for two days, you know, getting comfortable with that pitching process and then comparing it to uh, my agency. And it was, you know, at the time it was, it was me and a couple of juniors. And, you know, if that's, if that's what we're up against, you know, our win rate's not going to be, uh, <laughs> not going to be very successful. Yeah. I think it's the difference between a hobby and a profession, isn't it? Yeah. You've got people who are taking it super seriously. Um, yeah. Um, of course the downside, and I think what clients are savvy to is that, yeah, of course you're a big agency and you've got a pitching team who are eloquent, uh, you know, highly versed in the process of communication and persuasion. Uh, but these are not the people that are going to work on your project. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, there's a kind of a plus and a minus there. And I think you have to play to your strengths and, you know, you may walk in with a junior team and you'll go, and I do this, I, I, I have people, you know, and I put them on the front line with clients and I say, look, um, this is not going to be polished, but these are the people that are doing the work Yeah. and they're honest, they have integrity and they're good at their job. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think that's 50, I think that's 50, 50. I think that splits the room in that some clients they want the suited and booted 
C-suite sitting in front yeah. of him. And, and their you, pitches. You always know those people, though, because they're not entrepreneurial. They're sort of political animals. They're people who are just thinking, I'm here for two years as chief marketing yeah. officer. Uh, yeah. And then my next gig's going to be at X, yeah. Y brand. Um, yeah. And uh, that, whereas, and that's another distinction we always make when we're looking at pitching. I actually want to talk. That's why I like to talk to the CEO because he cares about the bottom line. Yeah. Um, whereas if you talk to a, a marketing officer or something like that, uh, not always, but quite frequently, uh, they're looking for a badge of honor. You know, they want to work, as you say, with the suited and booted posh agency, be taken to, to lunch and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Get the decision makers in the room. Right, John, one more, one more question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot now uh, and i'm going to talk a bit to give you a couple of seconds to think about it <laughs> i'll start asking you, this. Good. Thank you. <laughs> you ask me? um what's your advice you know uh, if we're talking about um increasing our pitch win rate you know what's the silver bullet what's the what's the one thing i'm not saying it's a silver bullet actually but what's the one thing you should try and do if you wanted to win more pitches what's the what's the most important thing that our audience could be doing to increase their pitch win rate my conclusion on that, that's quite an easy one to answer, actually, because it's, you know, I've spent 21 years trying to figure it out <laughs> and, and I'm still working on it. So, you know, don't take this as uh, for granted. But I, th I think um, Blair Enns has, has, is onto something to some degree, which is that we specialise in travel and tourism. So when we walk into the room and talk to a client, not only are we able to do the brand, the digital, you know, and all the, the, the technical stuff that they want, mm -hmm. We bring with us another layer of value, which is that we also understand your industry. So the stuff we understand around the context of what we're doing, which is a level greater than you know anyone else. So when we come in and we talk your language and we understand the intricacies of the project, you know it, it demonstrates a sort of sophistication and an added value, which is hard to ignore. I th I, I'm so glad you said it. And, and the other agency that we used to pitch with. Um... Uh, an agency called Sif Digital, uh, run by a guy called Nick Torday. Mm. Um, and I was speaking to him about this recently, and we had a 100% win rate as well um, for, for very similar reasons. So they were focused on uh, third sector, so kind of charities and NGOs and uh, membership organizations. Same sort of thing. We won before we got in the room. You know, the coffee beforehand, the questions you ask, all right, as a specialist agency only somebody who is has the experience and the competence within the domain of the client is able to ask the questions you know like hey it's november you're going into peak campaign season you know uh is is your is your average uh donation still uh 15 pounds and 67 pence as it was it you know you're now at a different level you know you not everybody else can do the digital marketing or whatever the thing is but hey, this you understand my business as, uh, as well as I do it, uh, as a client. I th I th that, that's absolutely the primary thing. I mean, you still have to do great, you know, fabulous creative work. Yeah. yeah. You, say, you know, human beings and emotional and all of that. But if you can combine those two things, you know, um, that, that um, deep sector knowledge with great creative um, and be a nice person. <laughs> and be a nice person as well. But I think two, two things happened, right? I think... There's always a fear with clients that if we specialize, if we become niche, we miss out on all this other stuff. What happens is you attract, you know, more of the leads that are right for you. 
you know, more more of the leads that are right for you. When you've exhausted that or exhausted that market and you've saturated that specialist market, then come back to us and say, okay, yeah, there, there's no more growth opportunities, please. Yeah, and of course you never do because those markets are huge. <laughs> Absolutely huge, you know. And the deeper you go, the broader it gets. Yeah, uh, yeah. And there's no other agencies actually that, that focused on it initially. So you get more leads, you walk into the room, you're more likely to convert them. So your win rate is higher because of that deep domain expertise. And as a client, I'm more likely to pay more for that service because there's a value in the knowledge that you have. 100%. No brainer. Um, John, it's been lovely speaking with you. I think, what what have we said? We've said, um, spend the time. If, you, if you're going to go for it, go for it. You know, do spec work. If you can't beat them, join them, <laughs> I think. Um, have a, have an awesome pitch team. Make sure the chem, you know, make sure, make sure you just have good people in the room um, and the chemistry is good. Um, the more initially positioned you are, the more likely you are. Uh, to win and try and get 21 years of experience behind you because that helps too <laughs> absolutely john uh thank you so much for giving uh giving up your time today it's been great speaking with you and i think hopefully we've we've helped a few agencies uh with with their pitching process and increasing yeah, their so. win rate i hope so yeah good to talk to you too great stuff cheers john all right cheers mate